0: Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. No, no, no. Let's, let's work together tonight. I've got a really, um, I think, pertinent word, um, which is going to help a lot of people. But before we get started, we're going to watch a uh, four-minute video. You guys are going to love this. Let's put that on. Man, how good is that? Just so you guys don't really understand what that is. So those two guys are like NBA All-Stars. So it's Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, I think. Is that right, Kevin Love? These guys are like the best of the best in the world. They're dressed up fully, made up to look like just old coots. that can't play ball. And then they just go around destroying people. It's amazing. But uh, the reason we're showing that is because last week, um, if you weren't here last week, we're going through a three-week series called The Main Thing. And um, if you weren't here last week, Joshua preached a message about the God spot. Is that what we're calling it? The God Spot. And basically, we're going through a three-week series. This is in the middle. And if you didn't catch last week's message, you should um, definitely go and listen to that. And basically, Josh was saying that um, there's, there's a space in your heart that only God can fill. The, you can try and make other things the main thing. But at the end of the day, um, if, you, if you don't fill that God Spot, that place in your heart with God, you're always going to feel empty. And so today, um, in the short few moments we have, I'm going to go through um, just a short message. And the theme of this message, so we talked about the God spot, the next stage in this whole main thing is that I really just wanted to explore the idea of um, meditation determines destination. Meditation determines destination. Can I pray real quick? All right. Well, dear Lord Jesus, we just thank you all for this time together. We just pray that, um, Holy Spirit, that you would um, really just bless this time. I pray that we, our lives would be changed for the better. And Holy Spirit, we would realize that um, as we meditate on the truth, that we would move towards the life that you've called us into. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, um, I've got a bit of a pet peeve. And who's, who's a foodie in here? We've got some foodies in the building. Fantastic. Well, I'm I'm a bit of a foodie, and uh, I love I love eating out at restaurants, and uh, I love you know eating chicken, and eating all sorts of cuisines cuisines, and uh, I actually especially love going on dates with my girlfriend. Ooh! She's actually watching right now. Shout out to you. You're amazing, Jess. Love you. Um, and uh, she'll be here soon. By the way, really soon. Um, but uh, I love going to restaurants, I love eating out, I love um, hanging out with friends, eating good food. But if there's one thing I detest about uh, eating with other people is, uh, you know there's different types of chewers? <laughs> Am I preaching to anyone tonight? Alaya already knows what I mean. Like, you've got the silent kind of just considerate eater. I feel like Josh would kind of be in that category just because he's a very considerate type of guy. And, uh, you know, you kind of got the more liberal eaters. They're a bit messy with their food and just kind of throw it all around the plate. And uh, it's just kind of chaotic. And in this category over here, I mean, we're called to love everyone. But that doesn't mean we have to like everyone. Am I right? Um, And uh, this category over here is what I would call the, the loud chewers, the loud eaters. And you're, a few people are probably coming to mind right now, eh? You, you guys are thinking of maybe one or two people in your family, perhaps, um, or friends that you eat with. And um, these people, they basically just don't care what it sounds like when they're eating. It's just like, in fact, I, 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 I've, got, I've got some biscuits here. This is what, this is what it sounds like. Have you, have you ever been sitting down with someone and, and you're just talking to them? And they got their mouth full, and they're just talking, and they're chewing. That's a good biscuit. That's a good biscuit, man. And they're just, they're just chewing their food and really just getting all the juices flowing and really just making sure, because what scientists say, right, is that the more that you chew your food, the better it's going to digest. The less, the less possibility that um, you're going to have digestion problems. And so you know, you'll be sitting there enjoying a nice meal. In fact, I remember a time when I was hanging out with the boys and we were just chilling there watching a movie. Is this annoying you already? Yeah? Okay. That's a good biscuit. Um, Now, I was sitting there with the boys and we were watching a movie, Nacho Libre, one of the greatest movies of all time. That's what's up. You're crazy. And... We're sitting there enjoying it, and one of my friends—he is a loud chewer. I'm not going to name his name, but he knows who he is. He just—he does not care, All right? He's just eating his food. Hey, boy, how are you Hey, John. Yeah, sweet. And um, it gets to like a quiet time in the movie, right? And um, he's just eating like this, just enjoying that meal, just loving that meal. And um, I, I, I think I'm a relatively peaceful dude. And, you know, this guy's just chewing. He's just chewing away, eating his food, and I'm just sitting there, like, furious. I'm, like, bubbling, and then I finally get to this point where I'm, like, bro! Stop smacking your chops, man! I'm trying to watch a movie! <laughs> and he just lose the plot, and then everyone else is, like, yeah, bro, come on, man, you're eating way too loud, and we're just, like, roasting for, like, 20 minutes because that's eating out of control. Um, um we, went, we went traveling last year. Actually, me and Johnny were in Hong Kong. And um, I actually might stop chewing now. Eh? It's getting really annoying. Um, yeah, I need a drink. Um, we went traveling last year. We went to Hong Kong. And if you don't know anything about that part of the world, um, you'll probably realize if you go over there, man, that biscuit's sweet. It was good, though. It tasted good. Um, in that part of the world, it's actually culturally acceptable to be a loud chewer. And so we would go to a restaurant and, you know, like, hey, hey, bro, you're just sitting there trying to have a good conversation. And there's just a whole bunch of dudes just chewing down on their food. I'm like, what the heck is this, man? And I, I stayed there for four days. By the end of four days, I was like, bro, I got to get out of here, dude. Like, I love Hong Kong, it's an amazing city, but there is nothing more annoying than people that chew loudly, am I right? Now, I'm just going to get a drink. Ah, That's good. Um, Okay, so the amazing thing about chewing, and I, I know that loud chewing is very annoying, but it actually serves a purpose. Okay, and in in that kind of Asian culture it is actually good to it's good practice to chew because you're you're really churning up those juices, you're getting something going. It's kind of deemed as polite, right? But as annoying as loud chewing is, or just chewing in general, you know, when someone comes up and you're on the computer, someone just comes up next to you and just starts chewing, like eating a biscuit right next to your ear, and you're like, Get get out of here, man. And and as as annoying as chewing is, it actually serves an amazing uh, functionality. It has an amazing functionality. And the process of digestion actually doesn't start in your stomach. It begins all the way over here when you first put the piece of food in your mouth. And so the, 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 uh, the whole process of chewing, it, it's, it's helpful because imagine trying to eat a whole steak without chewing it. Like, that would be painful, one, first of all. That would be painful. But uh, it also just wouldn't be as enjoyable. And, and, and as well as that, it starts this digestion process. We're going to be talking about chewing a lot tonight. Is that okay? Now, yeah, you're getting hungry. Me too. Um, so what happens is the saliva, it's full of enzymes, begins breaking down the food. And I think we can all agree that what we eat... What we chew on is actually quite important. You know, we all make dietary decisions, um, often bad ones, <laughs> if I'm being honest. You know, I've had KFC about three times this week. I know. I know. But every time I, I drive past it, I'm like, ah, oh, I feel the Zingerberger calling my name. And um, ju- just as, you know, the, the, the evidence of what you eat is going to affect your health and, and, and I'm going to say this, so just, just, just make sure you're listening to what I'm saying. Just as your physical health is linked to mastication, mastication, all right, it's not the other word, it's mastication, which is an old word. We need to bring that back, eh? Bring it back. There's a few golden oldies. Um, what you chew on, what you eat, heavily affects your physical health. And it's the same with your mental health. It's the same with who you are as a person is that your mental health is, is, is heavily affected by your meditation. You see the connection? So we spend a lot of time eating food that might not necessarily be, be good for us. And in the course of time, we're, we're going to get the benefits or the consequences of that. And and the same with our minds, the same with our souls, is that what what we choose to dwell on, what we choose to think about, you know, when you're just sitting there alone and you're just kind of, you know, just kind of pondering and inventing and, and all these crazy scenarios, shower thoughts, we like to call them, you know, you're just, just standing there in the shower thinking about all these scenarios, which probably will never happen, um, is that. All of this, all of this stuff that we're meditating on, begins to have a dramatic effect on, on how we feel about ourselves, how we see the world, where we actually end up in life, all because of our meditation. Are you following with me? Biblically speaking, the word chew. The reason that I I, I kind of I'm talking about chewing is because in biblical terms, the word chewing and meditation are actually quite similar. They're actually quite similar. Um, the the word meditation, um, it, it isn't it isn't something that, is, that you know Buddhist monks just do, um, um, you know like we we that's you know we we can do that if you really want to, but uh, probably not going to be that beneficial. Meditation isn't something that Buddhist monks just do. This is something that we all do. We all meditate intentionally or unintentionally. You don't have to be a Buddhist monk, sit there with your legs crossed, making crazy hand signs and, you know, humming in an interesting tone. We all meditate. We all chew on something every day of our lives. Now, the Old Testament was, it was originally written in Hebrew and um, then it was translated through to Greek. And now it's, it's been translated into the king's English, right? And, and, and so the, the Hebrew word for meditate is haga, haga, haga. Okay. Now, this word can be um, interpreted as to to moan, to growl, to utter, to speak, to muse, to meditate, and the picture that um, the, the the biblical picture is like a cow chewing on grass. You know, just just just, just cherishing, just savoring the flavor. Just absorbing the nutrients of their grass, and 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 this picture of meditation of chewing, this this is something that we can all relate to because we we all meditate, we all just sit there chewing on things, chewing on thoughts, imagining scenarios, thinking about the problem, thinking about oh what's my life going to be, thinking about man that person said that this person said this we're all we're all chewing constantly we're just. Yeah, sometimes like we can be chewing even when someone's talking to us. Have you ever had that? Like you're talking to someone, you can just tell that like they're out of it, man. They're, they're in another world. They're chewing on something totally different. Now, with this, with this concept of chewing and meditating in mind, let, let's go through a few, uh, a few key verses in, in the Bible, in the Bible. I think these are on screen. Let's, let's read them together. Okay, now what I want you to do is every time you see the word meditate, I want you to say chew instead, okay? Here we go. Okay, Joshua 1 verse eight. Here we go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Chew on a day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Next one. Here we go. This exact same word. Um, okay, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who chews on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prospers. I think we got one more. We got one more. I oh, we've got two more. Here we go. Psalm 70, this is the exact same word. I will consider all your works and chew on all your mighty deeds. I will meditate on what you've done for me. And we've got the last one here. Psalm 143, verse five. I remember the days of long ago. I chew on all your works and consider what your hands have done. Hagar. Hagar. That's the word Hagar, okay? What that means is to chew. It means to seriously consider um, something in a, in a deep sense, really consider, really ponder, really chew on something. And, and the reality is that if we all chew, we're all, we're all cows, right? We're all just we're, just. we're just constantly chewing. The question isn't, do you meditate? Do you chew on do you chew on things do you chew on ideas do you chew on scenarios the question is what are you chewing on what are you meditating on where does your mind take you when you when you when you slip into that kind of autopilot like you're sitting on you know on the couch in front of TV what do you begin chewing on when it's just you and your thoughts where do your thoughts take you because I really want to encourage us tonight that whatever we're meditating on whatever chewing you guys are going to remember this because it's the most annoying na- noise in the world. <laughs> whatever, you're, whatever you're chewing on, that is going to determine your destination. Your, your meditation, or you meditate on, is going to determine your destination. Does that make sense? Now, the main thing, we're in the series of the main thing. The main thing in our life is the thing that we chew on the most. It's the thing that we meditate on the most. That is the main thing in your life. If you constantly think about um, social media, then social media really is the main thing. That is the thing occupying your headspace. That is the main thing for you. If the main thing is your bottom line of your business, then that's become your main thing. That's the thing that you're constantly chewing on. Will I, oh, how's this month looking? How's this quarter going? That, is, that has become the main thing for you. You're chewing on that constantly. Or, or, or maybe, it's, um, maybe it's like uh, what people think of you. Constantly, just constantly meditating. Ah, oh, man, this person said that. This person said that. Maybe this means I'm this. And you're just kind of, you're just kind of just wallowing. And you are sitting in this place where you're just chewing on the wrong thing. You're meditating on the wrong thing. The main thing is what you meditate on the most. I, I, I guess in this environment, something might be popping to mind. Man, what? What? I really like, love to you to you to ask yourself: What do I kind of? What do I actually spend my time meditating on? When I sit down, what is that thing? You know that thought. We all have that thought. That one thought. And when we get a time of peace, we, we, we come back to it. The main thing is what we meditate on the most. This is a big deal, people. This is a really big deal because if we realize that what we're meditating on right now is going to determine who we become maybe a few months, maybe a few years down the track, we're going to, we're going to begin to take this thing a lot more seriously. In fact, where you are in life right now, think about where you are, what you're doing, how you're feeling, how you're seeing, how you view the world, that is a result of what you've previously been meditating on. Is that, is that true? You know, maybe, maybe for good or for bad, even with business owners, I know that, um, you know, you might, be, you might own a business, but previously it's something that you've really meditated on. Should I do this? Should I not? I'm gonna chew on this idea. Maybe this is a God thing. Maybe it isn't. The, the, the place that we are right now in life is a result of what we have been meditating on. That's crazy, right? Now, I, I, I just want to, I'm not going to preach long tonight at all. Um, and I, I just wanted to go through this process and just help us understand that, man, what am I, like, I want to help you um, question, what am I thinking about? What am I actually chewing on? What's that, what is my, my diet? What is that thought that I constantly come back to? And so I want you to understand that the way this works is that we all have thoughts. In Proverbs 23, verse 7, it says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So the, the way that you're thinking right now, that's kind of who you are. The what you think about yourself, that's you. That, that's kind of your reality. That's the way you see the world. And then your thoughts, so you start with a thought. Your thoughts then evolve into your speech, Right? And, and, and you know it says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. You can tell a lot about what someone's been meditating on or some, what someone's been chewing on, been thinking about by their reactions, by what they say in a moment. Because when pressure comes, what's in you is gonna is gonna fall out, right? And, and, and so what you think about constantly is eventually gonna gonna spill over into the way that you talk. And then at James three four. It says that speech is like the rudder of a ship, okay? And so it compares your words, a small rudder steering a great ship. Your life is really gonna be steered by the words that are coming out of your mouth. We really need to watch what we say about ourselves. We really do. Man, some of us are like our worst enemy. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. I always have injuries. I'm always sick. Or maybe our family, you know, they're, they're saying things like that. You're always sick. You're going to be sick for like three weeks and then you get over it. You know, the things that we start to say, that's going to begin to steer the course of our life. You know, one thing that I do, I've started doing for the last um, probably few months is I've just, write it, I've just written down a list of things that I'm saying about myself. I, I am greatness. I'm a son of God. I preach to stadiums full of people. I'm a brilliant communicator. I'm a brilliant leader. I'm a, I'm a cherished son. And, and so what I'm doing is that I'm actually, I'm actually intentionally steering my life into the direction that I feel God has called me to go. And so I really want you to just start thinking about, man, what, what are those things I've been saying about myself which are leading me in the wrong direction? Like imagine this. Imagine if everything that you said about yourself happened. What would your life look like? An introvert, an extrovert. Um, Imagine if everything you said about yourself came true straight away. That's crazy, eh? Because the reality is that over the course of time, that's going to happen anyway. What you continue to say about yourself, what you continue to think about, what you continue to say about is going to determine the direction of your life, I promise you. And then what happens after that is that speech then turns into action. Then you start acting out of who you think you are. Well, you know, it's winter. I'm probably going to get sick again. And, you know, I'm going to start. And then your body's chemistry starts gearing itself towards getting sick. Right? And you're, you're like, well, uh, 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 I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not that good. Haven't preached in a while. It's probably going to be terrible. You know? That's not what I'm saying. That's, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, hey, look, I'm in this moment. I'm in this opportunity. This is going to be the best thing. I think we just need to learn as people to really um, just consider, man, what are we saying? What is the trajectory that I'm setting? If what I say right now is going to happen, what do I want to happen? Do I want to be sick my whole life? Probably not. Do I want to miss opportunities that I'm supposed to step into? Because I was just a little bit insecure, a little bit unsure about what was going to happen? Probably not. Let's think about this. Our speech turns into action and then we start acting out of that. And then our action repeated becomes a habit. Proverbs 15, 24, the path of life leads upwards for the wise. The path of life, I think we can compare the paths as the habits in our lives. These are the ways of our life. These are the the ways that we continue to walk day after day. These are our things. You know, a habit is something that you've done so many times, it just becomes autopilot. I still got biscuit in my mouth, eh? Seriously, I chose the wrong thing. Um, A habit is something that you've done so many times that it just becomes autopilot. This is where addiction happens. This is where, you know, you're driving home. Has Has anyone driven home and they've like, they just weren't, really conscious the whole drive home, but then they pull in their driveway. Has anyone done that? Liam's got his license apparently, great. But why? Because your journey home has become habitual. It's, you've done it so many times that it becomes an autopilot. Uh, action repeated becomes the path, it sets the path of our life. What are the paths of your life look like right now? What are the things that you do over and over again? What are the things that you do consistently? day in, day out. That's gonna determine where you end up. And then finally, our habits, our habits lead us to our destiny. The things that we repeatedly do, the things that we consistently do, that is gonna lead us towards the place that we wanna be or maybe don't wanna be. So let's follow follow this process one more time then I'm gonna close. Our thoughts, what we chew on, what we meditate on, that's going to overflow into our speech, what we say, what what we, what we think is going to evolve into what we say, how we react. What we say determines the course of what we do, how we react to situations, the steps that we take, the moves that we make, and then action repeated that becomes a habit, and then the habit creates the pathway to where we're going to end up. Our meditation determines our destination. Our meditation determines our destination. So the question is, what do we meditate on and how do we actually start doing this properly? I'm going to read this one verse. Philippians 4 verse 8 says, So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. Isn't that beautiful? If you don't know what, how to think, just, just start from there. The Bible tells you how to think. It, it's, not, it's not complicated. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on what's authentic and real, what is true. If you're, if you're continually thinking about a lie, then that's going to set the course in a direction that you don't want to go. We wanna be fixed on the truth. How do we do that? We get in the word. We read the word. We listen to truth. Admirable and admirable, beautiful and respectful. Man, what's been great? Don't dwell on, don't meditate and chew on what's terrible in your life. We all have things that aren't that great. We all have things that are broken down. What are the beautiful things? What are the admirable things? What are the things that you're thankful for? Well, what are the things that, man... That maybe you're overlooking because you're focused on the wrong thing. You're thinking about the wrong thing. Pure and holy, merciful and kind and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God. Praising Him always. So how do we actually do this? How do we fit this into our day? Joshua 1.8. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do, be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful Man, the Bible is amazing. It's so clear. I wish we would just read this more. Like, it's so black and white. It's right there. What the Bible is telling us, what God is telling us, is that if we want to succeed, if we want to arrive at the destination that we, we need to be, where God is calling us to be, if we want to become the people that we want to become, man, we need to start protecting the first and last hours of our day. It's real simple. What is the first thought you have every day? And what is the last thing you think about every day? What is the first thing you think about? When you wake up, the alarm goes off. It's probably your phone. You get out of bed. You grab your phone. You hit snooze about 17 times, if you're anything like me. And, and then you're jumping straight on social media. Man, what have people said? Let's, let's start scrolling. And then the first thought of your mind, the thing that you begin chewing on isn't, isn't truth, isn't anything admirable or beautiful. It's, it's just what other people think about you. That's the first thing that you're thinking about. And what about the last hour of day? Probably the same thing. These phones are crazy, man. They're great tools. But, but what can happen is that we can slip into this habitual process of just falling into the same old thought pattern because we're not aware that the first, the first moments we wake up and the last moments we go to sleep, they're the most crucial. What is the first thing you think about every day? Jesus. That's amazing. We should all be thinking about Jesus. We should all be thinking about what we're thankful for because that's gonna set, set the trajectory for our day. These are just some quick tools that I wanted to give you guys. Write down three in the first thing in the morning, I'm not a morning person at all. Like, I don't, I don't really read, I can't really read much or absorb much, but write down three things that you are thankful for every day. It's gonna take 30 seconds. Start your day with thankfulness. Start your day by praising God. Man, I'm thankful for this. Thank you, Jesus, for this. Something else you can do first thing in the morning. Begin your day with praise. As soon as the alarm goes off, just chuck on some praise and worship music. Get your mind in, in a place where it can actually move towards where you want it to be that day. And another thing, another, another thing as well that you can do is, this is a game changer, just put your phone on flight mode before you go to sleep, like an hour before you go to sleep. It's so easy. It's so practical. Because what happens is that when we start putting the wrong thoughts in at the start, then we think about that for most of the day. By the time we get over that stinky thought, it's already, it's nighttime. And then we'll put another stinky thought back in before we go to sleep. I really just want to encourage us. It's not hard, guys. It's really simple. But our meditation is going to determine our destination. What, those three things again. Write three things down that you're thankful for. Begin your day with praise. And put your phone on flight mode before you go to sleep. Man, don't give people permission to interrupt your life. Don't give people unnecessary permission to interrupt your life. If we can do this well, we'll begin to move towards the life of victory, peace, love, and influence that we are destined to live. Our meditation, what we think about, what we chew on, how we start our day, how we finish our day, that is going to determine where we end up. If I could have the keys come, that would be amazing. It's Catherine. Um, so it's a real simple message tonight and we're talking about meditating on truth and the reality is that truth it doesn't actually consist of a bunch of principles it's not about well, it is about principles but that's not the totality of it truth isn't just principles truth is a person truth has a name his name's Jesus When we meditate on who God is, who Jesus is for us, what He's done for us, we're going to begin to start leaning into truth. We're going to be able to start seeing things a lot more clearly than we have been. We're going to be able to overcome obstacles that we haven't been able to because we know who we are. We have perspective. We know who our God is. And I really just wanted to give um, people in this room tonight an opportunity to meet this Jesus that we've been talking about tonight. Truth has a name and his name is Jesus. Jesus said about himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And then he also says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you're looking for freedom tonight, if you want to change in your life, the answer is truth. The answer is Jesus. Jesus is the person that you're looking for. Jesus is the person you've been waiting for. Someone else isn't going to complete you. A relationship isn't going to complete you. An an employment um, opportunity or, or social status isn't going to complete you. We can only find completion in the person of Jesus. We discover real life and real love in the person of Jesus. He's worth meditating on. He's worth thinking about. He is worthy. The opinions of other people, social media, all that stuff. Stress, work, our health condition. These are all demanding. They have demand on us. But they're not worthy of our time. They're not worthy of our thought. They're not worthy of our meditation. Jesus is worthy of our meditation and He's the one that's going to help us overcome the obstacles in our life.